luxury of a man. What's up? Y'all, my friend, I'm doing great today. And how about yourself? I am doing great. I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about a new song yes. today on One Song. On this show, we usually celebrate songs for the past. We've covered era-defining classics like Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Queens Under Pressure, The Beatles Come Together. And that's a little by design. It's hard to write history as it happens. That's true, yeah. There's no grand perspective yet. But we like danger here. At one song. <laughs> we live on the edge. We live on the edge. Scary. We don't mind being wrong. So yeah. we are going for it. Today, we are going to be talking about a song by one of the leading artists of right Number now. Number 15 global artist on Spotify. Absolutely. Uh -huh. This song dropped last summer, and we think it could be around for many years to come. That's right. It's a song that went to number one in 19 countries, including Brazil, Bulgaria, Lithuania, and even here in the U.S. of A. It also topped the Billboard Global 200, has the distinction of being the fastest song by female artists to amass 100 million streams. Damn, that's real. Um, and more than that, it represents the creative zenith for an artist who was once dismissed as a novelty act. That's right. I said what I said. And this is that time on one song where we're going to do Doja Cat. And the song is Paint the Town Red. Yeah, bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, I'm actor, writer, director, and sometimes DJ Diallo Riddle. And I'm producer, DJ, songwriter, and musicologist Luxury, a.k.a. the guy who talks about interpolation on the internet. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest with us to talk about all things Doja Cat. You might know her from her roles on A Black Lady Sketch Show and iCarly. You may have seen her on Sherman Showcase. If you did, thank you. And <laughs> you might also know her as the Scam Goddess. That is the title of her hit podcast. Lacey Mosley, welcome to the show. Hey. Why am I the you. only one clapping? <laughs> yeah, oh, Diallo, no, why are you not clapping for me? <laughs> you know, deserves big round of merge your hands <laughs> in a violent motion. <laughs> Violence with I your don't hands. accept West what the West the Western civilization tells <laughs> okay, me is the my proper brother, way. Give me I, some snaps. I looked at you and gave you an approving nod. Because that's what we did in the motherland. We didn't do this. We didn't do this in the motherland. Show me applause in the we motherland. We was never over there. We don't know what they did. <laughs> I did the research. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite awkward question when people are like, oh, where are you from? Like, where's your family, your genus? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. West Africa, somewhere they could dock a boat. Like, <laughs> somewhere over there. <laughs> I looked mine up. It was Angola. I'm not giving the government no more of my information, okay? <laughs> I gave them all my DNA. My cousin's got two strikes. I, we, we can't be doing all that. <laughs> they can like, triangulate. They're like, we've got a match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lacey, my friend, we're discussing yes, Doja friend. Cat today. I want to start off by asking you this. If an alien fell to the planet Earth, and had no knowledge of pop culture, how would you explain to this alien Doja Cat? Ooh, 
okay. Jalo, because we are friends, I am here. <laughs> Did because... I put you on the spot with that? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I'm glad you said it because discussing musicians has got me in a lot of trouble no. recently. So. Well, we, so I, we were going to stay for far you. away from that. I'm here for you because I love you. I'm here for you because I love you. But um, I guess I would describe Doja Cat as some, like, okay, welcome to our planet. I'm trying to do y'all voice. <laughs> yeah, get in the, mic, get in the, the headspace. Accent. That's good. Yeah, That's how you're going to find yeah. it. Because yeah. I got accents. You're not it's right. a 1960s alien, first off. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> it's like, like, so Doja Cat is an internet sensation. What yeah. your children have been watching on live. She's constantly online. And she started off with like making these videos on a on a camera that broadcasted them to the world. <laughs> and they were her eating burgers and drinking milkshakes and playing music on her computer. And then we got a beautiful, life-changing, iconic zenith. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> that word's gonna come up a lot in this episode. Called Bitch I'm a Cow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say now. Bitch, so she was doing that kind of stuff before Moo came out. Yes, before yeah. Moo came out. Before I go, Moo. Yeah. And, and, we and we're, we're going to get into a little bit of Moo. Yeah, and I just love that we are all kind of these drones. She's sending it out to the people and we're like, whatever you say, Doja Cat, whatever you make up in your bedroom while you're eating burgers and milkshakes, <laughs> we Stick are and fries going up your to nose, do yeah. it. <laughs> and then she exploded into this kind of genre-bending, odd, very much child of the internet, had all of the MySpaces up to the, you know, TikToks that we have now. And to be clear, right. I mean, like, you know, we're going to be, you know, talking about Doja Cat as we dive into her music. But, like, she had actually been signed before Moo. Like, she had been signed to an actual label. And, you know, she was doing all this weird stuff on, like, E-Bombs World and MySpace. But, like, yeah. she was signed before, yeah. you know, she ever had sort of, like, the weird She had a couple, two albums out, I think. Didn't I didn't really yeah. do know that. Much. That's yeah. a good scam, honey, because she had that <laughs> parasocial scam where it was just like, I'm just a girly in my regular apartment just like y'all. And I'm just over here with like probably thousands of dollars worth of equipment, but we don't know what that yeah. stuff costs. You do, right, you do right. luxury. Do you? Th so that's interesting. So you think because like I've I've kind of grown up. I, I've my assumption of her is that she came up exactly as you put it, like almost like in my mind. I'm kind of think there's like a through line a little bit. Like she and Lil Nas X are kind of in a similar realm of like coming from internet performative. Yeah. And really knowing the language of the internet and being involved deeply. And like the music is almost like it could have been something else. They could have, they're sort of memers in a way. They're memeing with yeah. music in a lot of ways. So do you think that that was a front she was putting on? Like, cause she does have a little bit of a, her background does seem to have a little bit of like, uh, privilege, if that's what you're, it sounds like you were kind of referring to. Well, yeah, and I mean, and, and with Diallo's sharing that, like, she was already signed, yeah. what I'm saying more is, and I do this too, I'll, I I'll tell y'all my scams, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, the parasocial relationship with your fans, mm -hmm. and I don't take it too far, because if you open the door, they, they're walking in, okay? Yeah. So it's like, I keep, I open the window and be like, hey, you all, Blue's Clues, Tabitha Brown, <laughs> but like, creating that kind of authentic relationship with her fans and knowing how like you said luxury to communicate on the internet mm -hmm. like it does create this 
like authentic character that doesn't seem like an industry planner doesn't seem like something that's being shoved down your throat it's yeah. like we all got to feel like we organically found her and we all know the people who really I love music yeah, yeah. I don't gatekeep like this mm -hmm. but I do feel very special if it's like I listen to your mixtapes and now you popping right. I'm not gonna hate on of you course. when you popping like do your chart toppers yeah. you know I loved House of Balloons from the weekend right It's it was an, kind of still my favorite thing by him. Yeah, he my sampled favorite thing. Susie Sue. It's my favorite yeah. thing of yeah. his. Yeah. And then when he was like, "I can't feel my face," I was like, "Go ahead, King, do that." No, I, but that, I was, that was happy was that I was the there for House of the Balloon. I was time, happy yeah. I was there right. for So Far Gone. And if, I was that's happy, what she's saying. Yeah. Like her true fans are sticking with her through the highs, the lows, the like popular, the unpopular. Yeah, that's exactly. So she, you sound like one of the true fans that she wouldn't be trying to like shake off. By, you right, because I don't feel entitled days. to people that, and probably also because I work in this industry. But like, I don't feel entitled to people's work or who they are or what 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 I projected onto them like mm -hmm. I think that's really unfair I'm like get your bag girl yeah. you know if Doja Cat want to throw some ass for Target I'd be like yes <laughs> if you're a true fan of the artistry you're there for the journey right yeah mm -hmm. you know I, I, I want to put it out there um, you know just to make it very clear she was signed in 2014 okay to Kimo Sabi Records that's Dr. Um, Luke's uh, label yeah exactly yeah. Uh, she has many songs producer, produced yeah. by Beats. him yeah. yeah and they had a song called So High and it was featured on Empire and it was supposed to be Sort of a breakout, you know. It, it did something, right? You know, it didn't do an entire. That's a, a tough whole spot lot. to put it on, because yeah. like there's so much music on Empire. Like, listen, I know, drip right. drop, drip drippity drop. Make... <laughs> that looks that looks like breaking a songs on Empire. That's first season. Yes. Yeah. Second season, first season, I don't know what they could break. But first like... season, oh, absolutely. And um, I, I have to point out. So after she leaves that label, she was briefly signed to OG Mako's label. I did not know this before we started oh, wow. preparing for the show. For those who don't know, OG Mako is um, he, he's very sort of mid-20-teens uh, famous for the song, You Guessed It. Let's just play a really brief snippet of that. Well, damn. Bitch, you guessed it. Hey. You was wrong. I mean, <laughs> that was such a huge hit <laughs> when that song came out. You saw the reaction just jump oh, out yeah. of me. I was like, bitch, you guess. Yeah. You was right. <laughs> I mean, you was right. I was like, this is a hit song. Yes. Like, it's so simple. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm the piano player on um, Are you, you guessed serious? it. I am. No, you know, I, I did it under a gnome de plume. That is not true. But <laughs> but I did always say that that would your be like great bragging rights to be the person who played the piano. It's one finger playing the piano. Feels like a cat. I think it's a. It seems like a cat doing that. Yeah, accidentally. Exactly. Walking down the keyboard. So she was signed to OG Mako. Believe it or not, OG Mako could not break her big. She ended up breaking herself big we're going to talk about moon a second but right now in the current moment doja cat has hit a creative high point um her zenith if you will uh <laughs> she dropped her album scarlet last year in 2023 luxury i know you've been listening to scarlet recently lacy i'm sure you've already heard it yeah uh Let's start with you, Luxury. What did you think of, of Scarlett? I got to admit, like, she's becoming one of my favorite artists. And I think maybe this happens when you kind of lean into an artist and you start to get all the nuance. Mm -hmm. But in particular, there's something about Doja. First of all, the music. I love the music, musically speaking. Like, she's doing really cool stuff, like mixing rap. And, like, she's, like, playing with different characters and different voices. Like, I was listening to the first song, Attention, I think. That was the first single from Scarlett. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it sounded a lot like... She, there's one cadence where she's like, it, I thought it was... Uh, Ladybug Mecca from Diggable Planets, you know, and then she's sort of jumping around these different characters. She can and sound like a lot it. of different. It's like an actress. She yeah. sound like a lot of different people. The music takes a lot of twists and turns genre wise, 
And as a person, I was just drawn in by the charisma of this human. I was just like, mm. I just really like her as a person, which is the core of what a pop star is, is what they're doing at heart. Is It's their persona. They're going along for the ride. And what they're doing visually and musically and kind of in the culture is all a part of that package. But it, it comes down to the person. So I'm really attracted to the person as a person. Like, I want to hang out with Doja. You find Doja Cat attractive. We got it. As a person. Uh, no, I'm playing. <laughs> She's no, an that, attractive that, 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 was, that was way too eloquent. I had to step in with my silliness. What do you think about... Uh, what do you think about Scarlet? I love Scarlet. Um, it very much gives me like early aughts of Lady Gaga's career. I can see Just, that. Totally. You know, like yeah, a lot 100%. of shock, yes. a lot of camp, a lot of like big swings and things that we've seen before, but kind of bend on their head a little bit. You know, um, Scarlet got body, honey. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's still sexy, yeah. but it's also just like, you know, kind of weird and androgynous and like right. dark, but like in a way that's still giving me pop. It's just giving me like Lady Gaga meat dress, you know, I'm so glad you show. said Lady Gaga because like, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt, but like just really quickly on that point, when I said Lil Nas X, to me, there's like a through line. And there's lots oh, yes. of artists in here, but like I think from Bowie, to Gaga to Lil Nas X and to Doja there's a connection where again it's music is important but it's not everything there's the persona there's the like what they look like what they dress how they communicate in public performance on the art it's performance art thank you it feels like performance art of which music is an important part, but not the only thing. Yeah, but the, the aesthetics are the things that last with us forever. Like, mm -hmm. you think purple, you think Prince, you think mm -hmm. of that phallic guitar, mm. you know what I mean? Like, those yes. things are also a part of the performance. And unfortunately, now that we don't have as much artist development happening in music, it's yeah. like, they they get they pluck a girl out or whatever, and they be like, <laughs> get on that stage, girl, just do a two-step and right. do whatever. You know, and it's like, we're happy with that because consumerism and, and like our, our attention spans are so short that we're like, okay, yes, girl, get yeah. up in there, Spongebob, pajamas and give us nothing right. and it's like it's nice to see someone who's put That's some right. thought into it and put a little well, something and it that seems so genuine you. and it, it makes it more sustainable because we all can name can think of artists that i won't name or you can sort of like mix and match what they sing with who they are and they they don't really have that hold on pop culture and that's all that is what's happening behind the scenes by the way a lot of these songs are kind of like being traded from one artist to the next yeah. and it almost or doesn't stolen. matter <laughs> yeah. stolen, that's right but with doja it all feels to me at least it feels a lot more like an authentic artist is at the core of it. i like what you said about like you know artist development because she got signed in 2014 like think about it she's been getting developed mm -hmm. she's she feels like she just got here but she was signed 10 years ago and I think that that's important maybe to some of the listeners out there who are trying to break big. Like, it takes some time even after you think you've made it to actually yeah. blow up. But if I can get my own take on Scarlet, what I actually liked about it is, you know, like, her lab, Planet Her was like a pop record. Right. There's a lot of actual rapping going on on Scarlet. Like, yeah. just the fact that Very she's Kendrick got a song influence. called, like, 97. Like, she was like, I want to let people know that I am a rapper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I really feel like Scarlet at its core is a retort to anyone who didn't take her seriously as a rapper. In fact, back when Twitter was still called Twitter... Uh, it still is to me, I'm glad. <laughs> it still is to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is I'm going to call you with your mom's name. <laughs> she was working on Scarlet, and she said, and I quote, don't ever fucking disrespect me as a rapper. After the last song drop, you will respect my pen, and that's fucking that. And I got to say, mm -hmm. as somebody who writes stuff... Mm -hmm. Bravo to you. I'm going to start talking to the studios like that. I'm going to be like, <laughs> after the last grip I submitted to y'all, y'all will respect me as a rapper. <laughs> At the very least. Um, respect <laughs> my pen. 
I'm gonna clearly I need to write a, a rap script. Anyway, after its release, the album was lauded by critics and widely regarded as Doja's best work and a showcase for her skills as a rapper. That's now. But I want to rewind us back to 2018 when a lot of people first became familiar with Doja. Lacey, you touched on this earlier. It was because of this song. It is the famous, maybe infamous, Moo. Those of yeah, you watching on YouTube just got a great show and Lacey, great hat, by the way. You, we said we were talking Dodger, so I had to bring some energy. Oh, no, you had to, and I love it. Yes. I love it. Listen, I know some of our listeners don't know Doja Cat that well, and they definitely have not heard Mood, so they're probably like, what the hell is happening on one song today? But we're so happy to be talking about this because this is a song that I think had, you know, one intention when it came out, but like among, you know, Younger hip hop listeners, like, they, like were like, they were like, they all over it. She wrote this like on a live stream or something. I watched like, right? that live stream right? where she wrote it when it was happening. Yeah, because oh. I was following her and I really loved her in her bedroom. I told she would wear the cutest outfits and it was very like anime girly. And also she was like playing music. So and, when like, this when this song dropped, you 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 were aware of you it. Were you, were, you, yes, you were there. Yes, I was there. You watched this get made. That's so dope. But one thing that I really loved about Moo and I think why it was so catchy is like you know when you get like a sample track or something sometimes like like remember. When Kanye did this uh, to Drake on a song that he was supposed to give to him, and it was that scoopity woo, scoopity doo, scoopity doo, scoop, scoop. Like I actually know the yeah. whole thing. We did a bit for a sketch show, but the whole point is like Scoop-a-dee-scoop. this is the beat. This is where the words should be. Yeah. These uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. are the syllables. Right. And Just so, doing placeholder stuff, but that works. Yeah. yeah. And so Cal to me feels like campy placeholder. Totally. Yeah. Where it's like you would have loved the song like got milk, bitch. Got beef. <laughs> right. Got steak, hope. Yeah. Got cheese. It's like you're you're feeling the motion of it more than the words. Oh, listen, right. we Sometimes always, it's music. We always say yeah. Black Eyed uh, Peas are great at that. Come on now. Absolutely. All these songs are like That's boom, a great boom, observation. Pow. Like what? It's such we a doing? testament to you to like the power of improvisation and the power of just like trusting your gut and your instinct yeah. because that was first idea best idea right isn't that what we're supposed I always, to I always come back to the Beatles scrambled eggs yeah you know scrambled yeah eggs. scrambled eggs becomes oh my yesterday darling, how I love your legs that was yes. the beginning of yesterday a lot of people didn't take Doja Cat seriously as an artist because of this song but I think looking back it's not fair because like you said it's all just the creation and like the syllables fall where they need to fall. Luxury, you had the stems for this song, and I just I wanted did. to play uh, just two parts that I thought were kind of wild. Yeah. So this is um, something I never noticed until I heard it isolated. Uh, check this out. From the stems of Moo. I'm excited. Now, I never noticed how much like Soldier Boy with the with the long vowel sounds, mm-hmm. like a long vowel sound, just to get really you reductive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's yes. like <laughs> Doja Cat up in this. So like, you know, that was something that jumped out to me. And then one other thing, I mean like I knew that there was a sample in there, but now to hear it, you know, played, um, this is Polka Dots and Moonbeams by Wes Montgomery, the song that underlies Moo. Check this out. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so beautiful, right? This is, I love sampling. The juxtaposition of context, because in Moo, 
in mood that sounds so fucking silly <laughs> and like simplistic and dumb like in the best possible way and then it's like this like we're a smooth silky new york nightclub in the 60s listen, or something somebody was listening to west montgomery yeah that's classy jazz guitarist it's so classy and we're like yeah, I'm gonna put this in it. Nothing is. I don't need the song that, about yeah. a cow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's brilliant. But um, I think that's also what she's really good at. Doja mm-hmm. loves to troll, and she's yes. a child of the internet. So it's like you got trolled by listening to this song that you didn't know had West Montgomery as a sample, that you didn't know had all these totally. backgrounds, right. things, you stems and stuff, and you, you thought, thought it was, it was just like a fun little ditty mm-hmm. bop. But it's like this was what music can be, and mm-hmm. I also really love that because. In the terms of like maybe not being taken seriously and language that you use through music and through art to speak things to people, mm. it's like her saying like, you think I'm goofy, but but if you were actually smart, yeah. you would know how smart I am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You got to be smart to know how silly this is. Exactly. And I it's think, like, I love that shit. Yes. Like, I, even in fashion as an actress, like, when I mm-hmm. go on a carpet or a show or whatever, I talk to my stylist that I'm working about about what are we trying to say when I walk in this room? And that's how we make the outfit. We start with the communication. And so it's like every little thing you see, like if you are really an artist, it's not by accident. No. Right. So I, I always that. say that uh, things like The Simpsons and, and Conan O'Brien, they're, they're really dumb jokes for smart people. Uh, Lacey, I have to <laughs> No, ask but you. I just flashed on something when you said oh, that. I just saw this like TikTok the other day where someone pointed out they were just like, it was just like a woman in her car going like, I'm so tired of you. Like, so child, he's, she points out how like childish can be, you know, like when rappers say it, when rappers say puns, they're like super clever. But like when we say it, they're like they're like dad, <laughs> dad jokes. Joke. Exactly, it's a dad joke. The line between dad joke and like, and there's a childish Gambino line about like something something Acme, and then it's like you know a cartoon character. It's really not fair. I always said like when in my twenties I used to gre- dress like a granddad, yeah. but then somewhere when I hit my forties, dressing like a granddad, people just think you're a granddad. It's not fair. Context not is fair. everything. Yeah, because we call it coastal grandma. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm giving Diane Keaton walking on a beach. <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> the line between corny, cool. the line between dad joke and profundity is is all context. It's profundity, like all context. zenith. You know, come for the songs, stay for the vocabulary. Mm. The Lacey, when did uh, when did Doja stop being the rapper uh, with a song about Kelsey? Like, in other words, when did she stop trolling and really get rapping? And like, do you have like a favorite Doja Cat song? It's funny because she's kind of like disparaged her pop girl era Mm, and was like, this isn't it. And I feel like that's just her artistically trying to get to the point where people are like, realize like, I'm smarter than you. (laughs) She's screaming it at us. But I think even the stuff she was trying to throw away, like for me, it was like, I love Streets. Streets I mean, that was pandemic. Like everybody was like wearing a church dress and then (laughs) turning their lights off and putting the red lights on and the streets you know, is amazing. Like, love streets, um, like, and also, I'm sorry, but I'm a say so girly. I love say so. Say so. It makes me feel good. My kids Great like song. say so. Yeah. yeah. My kids like say so. Let's play a little bit of streets. A lot of people might oh, not even know streets. that's a Doja Cat song, Thank but you. I guarantee if you've ever spent any time on TikTok, you do know this yeah. song. It is uh, "Streets" by Doja Cat. We just had our uh, make-out tape episode where yes, we were we talking did. about, like, what song do you make out with your better half? But I will say, one song that definitely made uh, the tape with my wife and I, uh, Need to Know. Love your wife. Need to Know. <laughs> I'm going to tell her you told her this. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the break, we'll start painting the town red and get into the origin story of the song it samples 
walk on by. No, but stay here. Don't walk on by. Stay in the podcast. Please stay here. That's walk on by is the name of the song. Just clarifying. Profundity. You can walk Profundity. while you listen. Though. Zenith. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to One Song. Okay, so Luxury, Paint the Town Red, makes heavy use of a sample. Talk us through that wonderful sample and how Doja and her producers make it their own. All right, well, I'm excited to talk about this track because what's cool about it, one of the many things that's cool about it, is the way that Doja interacts with the sample. So the sample is in the background, but the voice of Dionne Warwick on the track on her famous song, Walk On By from 1964, kind of acts, there's a little bit of a call and response going on between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really love the interaction. It's like a dialogue between 1964 and present day. Absolutely. Between Doja and Dionne, Which is crazy. Auntie Dionne. It's exactly 60 yeah. years ago. Right. It's it, To me, it's so weird that like a song that resonated with like listeners ears in 1964, you think about what the cars looked like, yeah. how everything oh. smelled like smoke, you know, like how if you wanted to see a movie, that's right. you had to wait until it was back in theaters. And like, the use of the sample evokes all of that, right? Yes. Just a and little bit of the sonic. 60 years later, it's still resonating with people. It's beautiful. It's crazy. Right. Each time we meet, walk on. Do you want to say oh, anything about 64? Yeah. I mean, like, the, those are some of my favorite moments, like, in that time and era when, you know, the women's was still smoking and drinking when they was pregnant, okay? You know, the, the, the government hadn't warned us yet. A very thin cigarette holder, right? So fancy and long. And also, like, um, I know we're going to get more into this, but I also feel like the lyrics in Doja's song kind of, like, re- like the sentiment of it is still, mm. like, I don't think it's just a sample that they chose because it sounded good. It's also the message, you know, like, if you see me walking down the street Mm. and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on by. And it's like, in her song, she's like, bitch, I said what I said. Walk on by. Mm -hmm. Walk on by because this is what we're doing. (laughs) It is absolutely the the connection. There are connections between the songs and whether she like felt it from just the sample, which I, my theory would be actually that that's baked in part of the beauty of sampling is that that sentiment gets kind of baked into the sound Mm -hmm. she just got i'll get into the specifics in a minute but from the loop from that two-bar loop all of that is still there even Mm -hmm. though the song is three minutes long with many twists and turns and beautiful chord changes and such without further ado we're going to get into this let's let's talk about let's talk about how this sample was made let's do it today we are talking on one song about doja cat paint the town red but we're actually talking about two songs this is a two-song episode of, of one song, I think. So the second song is The Sample Source, Walk On By. It's such a prominent part of what we hear when we hear Paint the Town Red that it deserves its own little backstory. So let's talk a little bit about Walk On By. This is a song composed by Burt Bacharach and Hal David, two songwriters who are massively important in American music history. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 60s, actually, they meet in the 50s at the Brill Building, which is a famous building in New York where a lot of songwriting teams got together and wrote some of the classic songs of the 50s and 60s. 
They met there, they formed a bond as Bacharach is the music composer and Hal David is the lyricist. So as a team, they would literally, their job at the Brill Building is to crank out songs every day. They would just song, 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 song. Their connection was incredible and they wrote a bunch of hits that we have all heard a million times. I'll just name a few. This is only scratching the surface. They wrote, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. Do you know the way to San Jose? What the world needs now is love. Sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. But the world needs now. Some other songs are always something there to remind me. You 80s kids would know the Naked Eyes remake of that song. What's New Pussycat, which is Tom Jones's famous song which I always think of John Mulaney now because he has a joke about what's new pussycat. I could go on and on. It's, I'm well, just, you left out one of my favorites, which is uh, you're just too good to be true. I mean, we, I'm, let's name a few which more. Which was covered There's by uh, Lauren Hill famously. Yes. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. Have long last love uh, they long to be yes. close to you, the look of love. So in 1961... The look of love is fantastic. It's so good. They, there's not the a lot of bad songs in this catalog. Hello. No. Oh, wow. So yeah, beautiful. there you I love go. Burt Bacharach. Yeah. So in 1961, Bacharach and David meet Dionne Warwick. She is a background singer on a track they're working on. And they, quote unquote, discover her, as, they, as one would say at the time. Um, they work together for about 20 years, 12 million records sold in their collaborations, and 38 singles that make the charts. 22 are top 40s. Walk on by is one of them, but also anyone who had a heart. I say a little prayer. I'll never mm-hmm. fall in love again. Do you know the way to San Jose? And Dionne Warwick herself there's, deserves a little bit of shine. This is a woman who won a, a Grammy for. She deserves all the all shine. The shine. All that's, the shine. That's Twitter she auntie. All the shine. And I love her niece, Brittany Warwick. That's who got her on Twitter. <laughs> and like that became iconic. And then SNL. Like, yeah. So it's, she's mommy's still relevant to this day. But I also love that the Whitney Houston family, all of them, so many of them were that's background right. singers yeah. and very famous Dionne background Warwick singers. Is, so here it is. The connection to Whitney they're Houston cousins. is their first cousins. Yes. Which is because Dionne Warwick and Whitney Houston's mother, Sissy, were sisters. Mm-hmm. So they're first go. cousins right there. Wonderful, like the, these three musicians are Church so much wonderful vocalists. music has come out of Singing every week, this collaboration. Can I just say, it's yeah. just a side note, one of my favorite uh, Dionne Warwick songs of all time is the song You're Gonna Need Me, which was famously sampled by uh, Jay Dilla. Here's just a small piece of that real quick. And this is... Shout out to my exes. I mean, I can listen to that song. All day. I can too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're 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 a dream team. They 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 capture a sound from the '60s that doesn't always get mentioned when you hear all the Phil Spector talk and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But to me, like this is a part of that, like just glossy, clean, big sound. I just imagine like a day at Capitol Records, you know, that iconic building, and like you've got these instrument instrumentalists, and you've got. You know, just this amazing voice and these amazing arrangements and lyrics. Like they're they're a dream team. They all bring such talents to the pool too. I mean, Bacharach, just to spend one more moment on him because he's such an important iconic composer in American history. What he's bringing into pop music is a lot of jazz, like chord changes. Yeah, and interesting mm-hmm. choices for like bars that kind of he'll add like half a bar or maybe add an entire bar 
rather than having the four bar, eight bar kind of phrasing and looping, mm -hmm. all these little innovations that make the music special because it kind of hesitates or pauses or does something unexpected. And he's putting it in pop music in the it's 60s. so good. And Such that's how you stuff. know that it has longevity. I feel like, the, you know, interpolation and samples get too much shade. Like, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson loved to interpolate music. Oh, like, yeah, not constantly. on this show. We, we love that stuff. But, but, well. yeah, but yeah. like, I also love the juxtaposition of the sounds in a lot of these songs, especially Dionne Warwick's, where you're hearing like these like thick, bassy mm. like you want to move your body kind of like streets like when that beat drops it's like you know yeah. it, it's something it evokes an emotion a feeling in your body oh, your but body then sometimes can't help itself yeah it's juxtaposed with like you know dion being in her higher register mm. or you know whatever so it's like this lightness to it too so it's yeah. like you can listen over and over again and then i love hearing it in other music and, and i think the real testament <laughs> is if black people want to sample your music if we want to sample your music then you know that what i mean like that's yeah. just the way it yeah. is tupac being like let right. me get that country song like you know mm -hmm. what I mean? like, yeah. that's how you know it's buzzing like, yeah. yes. especially 60 years later when it's got something to contribute to the modern day to the modern conversation yeah. which is what happened in this song so i'm going to play for a minute we're going to look at doja's paint the town's use of the sample but first a real quick breakdown about the actual song itself I love that. Stop. You could throw ass to this. It's you so know what I mean? <laughs> you really That was could. what I was thinking. I was like, I kind of want to throw some ass to this. Yeah, you know how they took Sam Cook and it was like, I was born by the river, river, river. I was born by the river. I was shaking that ass, bending over my pussy, smoking that gas. Lacey, you're giving it away. Save this for the studio after we record the episode. I love it. Uh, I'm surprised nobody sampled that piano. I, I mean, I'm sure they have. Right now, I hear the internet firing up. And like, oh, man. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't heard a prominent like, I there's, haven't there's, either, yeah. There's so many wonderful parts there. Yeah. And by the way, I love a song that can put you in a setting. It's mm -hmm. almost like its own time machine. Like, as she's singing, I can see how she's dressed. I can see, like, a crowded bus in Manhattan in 1964. Yes. Like, the, the, the texture on the clothes, like, it really plants you firmly in that year. Yeah, I feel it's so evocative of exactly what you're describing. It's very cinematic, it's, it's visual, visual about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cut to present day, and uh, the story of how that song that we just heard, Walk On By, got incorporated into the Doja Cat song, Paint the Town Red. I'm going to tell you that story now. It begins with Earl on the beat, the producer. Um, he's out of Atlanta. He'd done a lot of work with quality control artists like Lil Yachty, Lil Baby, some City Girls work. And um, So how did, how did he come to know Doja Cat? So he had met Doja at a Grammy party and mm -hmm. he had been working on a bunch of tracks and he's like, I got to get something to her like right away, you know, <laughs> ca ca catch this heat. So he had just discovered or he had recently discovered uh, a couple years ago the Dionne Warwick catalog and he'd heard it actually, Perfect Connection, because he had heard the Usher sample. Oh, the Usher sample, one, which samples the song you, You're Gonna Want Me Back. We, we actually know that song. That's a, that's Throwback featuring Jada because it goes like this. <laughs> That story just perfectly illustrates, though, like the beauty of sampling and its reuse and the discovery aspect. Yeah. Because literally Earl on the Beat discovered Dionne Warwick because of that song. Yeah. 
right? Which meant that that song is Dionne Warwick's You're Gonna Need Me. Yeah. Heard it on the Usher track and decided, and his quote is, that's a good ass voice. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? And he went through her discography and just found things to chop. And one of them was Walk On By. And when he met Doja Cat at this Grammy party, he's like, that's what he sent her the next day. She hopped on the beat. And this is the story of... This is the story of Paint the Town Red comes so right from crazy. that discovery. Stay ready, from, you don't have to get thanks ready. Thanks, Usher. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, and actually, it should be noted, by the way, we've just talked about Burt Bacharach, Hal David, the writers of Walk On By and Dionne Warwalk, who was a singer. Kind of funny story about how she learned of the Doja Cat use because she is not technically cut in financially. Oh, to, man. Unfortunately, to the walk on come on know, walk on she's not a, she's not a songwriter on the track so she only learned about it right. when her granddaughter told her that the song existed she's like grandma i think i heard your voice oh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah so then that's when she jumped on twitter that's when she jumped on twitter and i love and that video went on the on the kelly clarkson show and said you know i love it i just love yeah. the cat bringing 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 my song to a new generation you know but the the flip side of it is like not having been cut in, like she just didn't know it existed until mm-hmm. someone told her, which is one of the stories that happen in samples that I'm not crazy about, unfortunately, when yeah. like the performer didn't, I don't know that Dionne Warwick's making a lot of money from this is my point. Maybe from a, a few more streams on Spotify, but for the most part, it's the Bacharach and David Estates that are earning the coin because they're both dead. Oh, that's a sad note to end things on. I realized, but everyone just got really silent. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it was like super. I was just like super enthralled. I think, I think Dion's doing okay, but, but you know what? Yeah, she's thriving. She's thriving. Relatives, cut her in. All right, so I'm going to walk you through just a little bit of how the sample was used. It's really interesting because in the first place, I'm going to play for you the original song. This is the portion of "Walk On By," which is sampled, and actually the loop that was used and how it was integrated in Doja Cat's "Paint the Town" is is really interesting. So just a really quick walkthrough. Here is "Walk On By." This is Dionne Warwick. Walk on. What's interesting, though, is that the actual loop is a little bit like kind of awkward, like the brackets of the beginning and end of the loop. I'll play it for you. It's kind of in the middle of all of that. So Mm. it starts in the middle of one piece and ends in the middle. Here is the actual loop. And here's the... It's like the earlier by. Yeah. Right? It's noticeable. It's noticeable. And there's also a little thing that they add. And I'm going to play... I'm going to now move from... That was the original Walk On By. Mm -hmm. Now I'll move to the use of it in the song. So here's the instrumental, the Doja Cat instrumental. And you can hear that loop is a little different already. Bye. And then the second time around, here's where things get really... Yeah, they double it up a little bit almost to like make it fit. Here's where things get really interesting. In In this second version, there's also like a slight variation on that loop. This That was the intro that you heard. The second time around and through most of the song, it has a few parts that were added to it. They're very subtle, but I'll play it for you now. Do you hear like in the background? Yeah. Sort of backup trumpets. Mm-hmm. So I went through the entire original sample multiple times. That's not, not in the original. Mm. That was baked in by the producer, by Earl on the Beat, to make it sound like it was in the original sample. <laughs> really subtle production tricks yeah. to kind of EQ it, to make it sound like an AM radio. But he was adding, he's adding two parts there. He's adding two little melodic, wah, 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 and there's like a keyboard there. There's really, really cool subtle Why not? things. This is, I love it. This is this is sampling as an art form, is what yes. I'm saying. Yeah. This happens a few times throughout the track. I'll play you one more version of that. 
because yes, there is a loop, but the subtle variations, the subtle enhancements make its running through the whole song what makes the song sort of sing and vibrate and, and have motion to it, have some emotion to it. Emotion and motion. So that sort of bridge section, he's added another kind of layer of synths and melodies that are, event, again, very subtle, but they add a little lift. Yes, I can hear it. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, again, that is not yeah. from the original sample, That's but it really feels like it is. It feels like he's trying to give it like a coding. He's like, this is an old song, right. y'all. <laughs> yeah. You know how like you take a, when you're in grade school and they'd be like, make an old timey project and you put your little paper in the <laughs> oven and be like, listen, this is going to be old. <laughs> yeah, if I put totally. tea I put tea bags all over, it's going to look hella Parch- old. Parchment. You yeah. want to make it look like parchment. Yes, you want to make yeah. it look like parchment. So I feel like that's him being like, y'all, it's real old. It's right. old, It gives y'all. it some film grain. He put a filter on it. Put a filter on it. <laughs> so in addition to the sample... And the loop and all those little variations, uh, Earl, Earl on the beat, added a bass and kick that are the same thing. In other words, this is an 808 kick drum that gives it the bass content. Uh, anyone who's ever used an 808 knows that there are... You it's can one of the tune, best instruments of all time. You can tune the mm-hmm. kick drum and it can be simultaneously fulfilling the goal of what your kick does, boom, boom, but also giving it like a bass note. So that's what we're hearing. It's one thing doing two things. I love that bass. And then he added some snaps as well. Yep, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> and then you, could, little- you could use that combination to create like 95% of your pop hip hop songs. Truly. So when you put all that together with the sample, it sounds like this. Actually, let me just back up because I was playing with some new stemming technology. So I was able to separate in the sample the instrument from the vocal. So let's hear that. So there's just Dion isolated. There's the full sample. There's the 808. Okay. And here we go with the snaps and snaps and hi-hats. So that is the musical track. We've got 1964 in there. We've got 808s from like the history of hip hop in there, right? Because when you use an 808, you kind of invoke 40, 50 years, well, I guess 40 years of 808-based hip hop. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we've got Doja. So let's talk about Doja's vocals. Yeah, let's on talk top. about those Doja vocals. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care. I paint the town way. You know, again, one thing I really liked about the album Scarlet in general is it's like I am putting to rest anybody's, you know, critique that, oh, she's a pop singer. She's not a rapper. You know, I think that this song and, you know, she's 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 got good rhymes in here. I love uh, I believe it's the second verse. Uh, in this song, like a lot. Maybe we can hear a little bit of those vocals. Yeah. Ugh, you can't take that bitch nowhere. Ugh, I look better with no hair. Ugh, ain't no sign I can't smoke hair. Ugh, yeah. Give me the chance and I'm yeah. going there, bitch. I said what I said. I mean, 
I mean, uh, I love that. The ooks are such Ugh. a hook. Such a hook. Like, it's just like, it brings them out of your body. Bitch, I look better with no hair. Ugh. <laughs> and like, Disgusting. I love the like, they say, I can't smoke here. Ugh. And that's a reference to the Met Gala. Yes. Where she was vaping. And they were like, bitch, nobody's not going to smoke here. Ugh, you mad? I love it. Yeah, everything she says in that little section is, a, a lot of it is referencing the controversies, yeah. the things that we've caught on, on social media. Yeah. You gonna catch me sleeping at courtside. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> about, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> she the devil, she battle, bitch, she a rebel. She put the foot to the pedal. It'll take a whole lot for me to settle. And, I, and, and, then, and then also with, you know, walk on by. Being it's like, walk on yep. by. Yep. Y'all yeah. talking about my bald hair, walk on by, girl. Mm. I look good with no hair. You know, one thing I really like about this song, and you mentioned it earlier, is the fact that she's duetting with the sample yeah you know and you mentioned it earlier i mean i love it when they she's duetting with dion dion warwick um there's the Nicki minaj song everybody which samples junior seniors uh move your feet which is one of my favorites Um, I love it when hip hop, when there's whole songs where Ghostface doesn't even take the lyrics out. It literally sounds like he's rapping while the singer's singing. And it reminds me of this old Fat Joe song that I used to love. Um, there was a great Tony, Tony, Tony song called That's All I Ask of You. Here's just mm-hmm. a snippet of it. That's All I Ask of You, great track. And then Fat Joe came along and he duets with it like this. Yes! That's <laughs> so satisfying. I love that. Yeah. So I satisfying. love it when people do stuff so, you like know, that. It's, and it's evocative. So the first thing that popped in my head is like the, the origin of that, like in recorded music being used as a dialogue is Jamaica. You know, I'm going to bring it up almost every episode. But like one of the first instances recorded, because the history of Jamaican, it's done live in the 50s and 60s with the sound systems. Mm. And it's not really recorded until the early 70s. So Uroy, one of the first like rappers, basically, where it's a recorded backing track and someone talking over the vo- over the song uh, and one of the first examples of that is uh, this song by Uroy that's one of the first yeah totally one of the first examples of using the recording and something on top of it that's responding to it which is itself its own recording which is itself a new song I've got a musical I love that. Yeah. Thank you for taking us to Jamaica yeah, to, on always. a journey to Jamaica. <laughs> and I, I appreciate you guys for taking us on this journey of this song. This song yeah. itself, Walk On By, has been on a journey. Um, in the introduction, we speculated that Paint the Town Red is going to go down as a classic. It could. Do you think this song will stand the test of time? 
I do. I think that there's so much like musical technicality in it. It's so fun. Mm. And also when you're sampling a song that has stood the test of time, like from the sixties, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's still busting. You know right? what I mean? So it's just standing <laughs> still got on business. The I song is standing yeah. on business. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm gonna be standing and sometimes bent over twerking to it. You know, what can I say? I said what I said. <laughs> you know, speaking of that line, I said what I said, that seems to go directly towards her fan base. And, you know, we're here to give Doja her flowers. She deserves them. But I do want to talk about this thing, her relationship with her fans. Um, What do you think? And I'm going to throw this to you, Lacey. What do you think? um, What do you make of the way, I should say, about how she kind of comes at her own fan base? Like when they're like, we're going to call ourselves the kittens. And she's like, I I didn't come up with the kittens. Y'all came up with that. Like, like, don't shut your asses up. Todd, (laughs) y'all. I mean, I think that she has entered the realm, which I really try to dance around. It's a very thin line of like, when you are an artist and you do have a fan base and you engage Mm -hmm. with them in a parasocial way, you are allowing them to project their fantasies, their image of you, their wants, their needs onto you. And as an artist, that can be, it's a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, they'll follow you into hell, but at the same time, like they feel entitled to you your photos your memories your relationships how you purport how you dress how you act because you have made them feel like they are a part of your real life now you did that because you wanted to gain their loyalty and their coins but then you have to take the negative side of that too which is that they have an entitlement over you and everything that you do and I think that she got very frustrated because she'd be online 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 okay I'm like when do you sleep I mean you forget this is a woman in her mid 20s like to this day she might be like 28 or something like that like she you know like i always say like if if, if luxury and i should ever happen to have like a huge online file like we'll just be like thank you so much you know what i mean but like she's the age of those people who are on and she's a woman and she's a woman of color like and there's she's a so woman much going on that she's attracting so much going on entered a job that had a very online fan base right, right. It, it can become very real like when I was working on iCarly, like I had to move the first time. And I'm not even joking. Wow, like really? my address was on the internet. I was doxxed. My phone number was out. People would call me breathing at 5 a.m. Wait, wait, like, wait. Why were they yeah. coming at you for being on iCarly? Because I was black and they didn't want me there. I was just a black person who got a job. Damn. But like their fan base is so strong and like so like, like if you go to my tag photos on any of my profiles, you're just going to see mostly iCarly stuff to this day. And like I love the fans who are not weird. I love y'all. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. like when it starts to threaten your physical safety and like they're like, yeah. here's the LAPD like celebrity hotline, which I was like, oh, they got a so this one not gonna kill me because I'm black. If I call them, like, but wow. it becomes I'm so taxing serious. on your mental health. Like you have to like yeah. kind of limit your interactions of you going to the comments. Of you exactly. like you gotta pre- prepare yourself mentally. Like okay, I'm ready to see whatever's there. But if you come up like Doja, I feel like before you're famous, you were already on the internet so mm-hmm. heavily in a way that we weren't. I'm a little bit right. older than her, so I feel like she went too far into it and then. Re- realized like she didn't want it to affect her art because there are some artists i will not name them because some of them have crazy fan bases <laughs> but who have allowed their fans to influence them so much yeah. that it's now taking a toll on their art so dojo wants to do what she wants to do and she doesn't want her fans being like we want this yeah. she's like you don't you get what i give you yeah that's actually yeah. that's actually what i meant it's sort of like she's of the age where she understands this online back and forth more than someone like me who like made it out of my teens without ever seeing you know YouTube you know without ever seeing it's just it's just a different relationship. You were touching grass, Diallo. Wow. <laughs> I said you were touching grass, Diallo. Wow. What it feel like with the do on it and whatnot? I feel like you she's know, playing a great. dangerous game, and sometimes it feels like she's mastering it, and sometimes I worry for her again with that sort of older brother kind of mm-hmm. like I recognize what she's doing is very fraught. She's online. There's a lot of 
opportunity to be seen, heard, and loved, right? There's even on the screen of her video for attention, it says in bright, big, giant uh, letters, love me, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a theme of what she's going through right now. She recognizes the push-pull. She wants the fame. She wants the attention. She recognizes as a like thoughtful, vulnerable human that she wants its love that she is after. But the price of that kind of love, of parasocial relationship love, that is, not just like human, like vulnerable, actual flesh and blood relationship love is its own different thing you are playing with fire it is yeah. a dangerous game and the edge lordiness of it all right. like oh, when we're starting played. to teeter yeah. into the, the, the racist well, t-shirts yeah. and the trolling yeah. that i'm like i get that you're trying to count be counterculture and you're right. very young but plausible like, deniability I about the nazi wish, stuff and the like yeah and i just wish that people understood how that. much words mean things and how much <laughs> yeah. words become physical yeah. and violent she's like so, and chan stuff like all that stuff is really dangerous well, so okay so we we should talk about that because there have been some kind controversies you know doja has at times you know seemingly flirted with the alt-right you know there were the uh there was a chat room video that i think a lot of people have seen if you haven't seen it she was in a, a chat room she did the song uh didn't do nothing which you know mm-hmm. she's like i didn't know that that was a thing yeah. you know in in um right-wing channels that sort of minimizes uh the you know police brutality that uh the black communities face um i throw the question to you lacy it's a bigger question, but do the politics of an artist matter? I think that it's a two-folded question. Um, one, like, yes, you are entitled to identify however you want. And, like, as a biracial woman, Doja Cat can align herself yeah. with whatever, you know, race or identity that she sees fit. Like, I'm not her mama. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, live your life. However, you know, too much is given, much is required. <laughs> and if you are given a platform that large, you know, you have to be responsible with it. You can choose not to be, but then you are making a very detrimental impact right. on the world. Like, yeah. I always like to bring up that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob started doing stand-up comedy and he was telling these squirrel jokes about Sandy. And like, <laughs> and then, like, you know, Sandy was like, I really don't like these squirrel jokes. Like, this is terrible. Like, please stop. And he was like, they're just jokes. They're just jokes. So he gets up, he tries to do a set. He doesn't do the squirrel jokes. And they're like, we want to hear the squirrel jokes! <laughs> and he's bombing. So he starts telling the squirrel jokes. And then the next day, Sandy goes, to the supermarket and people are like oh get away from that squirrel baby girl you don't want to catch her stupid and it's like <laughs> yeah art is words and people like to say words don't There's mean things but word means, yeah. words mean things they influence people and then they create real life consequences True. so I just think if you want to be a good global citizen then you'll be careful and there's two ways to do that you could either be a champion for people who are oppressed and don't have voices or you can be quiet <laughs> that is a choice you know what I mean right. like people be like why did this celebrity not speak up about this and I'm like look we don't know what they read we, yeah. maybe this is good that they not talking you know what I mean so you got two choices you can do right and educate yourself or you can be quiet and I'm supportive <laughs> of both of those choices now the, the other one but pick one yeah but pick one of those the good ones <laughs> right. you know I, what I mean for the record I do think that Doja Cat does see herself as a, as a, as a black woman and I and I do hope she does because I feel like she teeters because right they're, now she's back over on the but she's also trolling like we gotta remember she's yeah. young she's doing the like emo well, I all got I was the gonna tattoos. say was you know like she sees herself as a black woman I would hope so because a lot of n words a lot of n words on these records so if you're gonna use the n word identify with us that's all I was <laughs> listen she was like technically I can because look at my Twitter and me okay but um yeah yeah we would hope so listen we're coming to the end of the show Lacey <laughs> Doja has been through a lot of stages in her career and has tried a lot of things what would you like to see her do next 
honestly whatever the hell she wants yeah. and that's what i love about doja is like she doesn't seem like to me at least an artist who's been tampered by like what people want to see and i feel like that is the death of creativity and yeah. in the capitalist machine like i get sucked into it a lot too where i'm like i'm working constantly and i'm like why am i not engaged with this and it's because sometimes art just comes to you like i've written a whole tv show based on me leaving boxing class and was like bop you know what i mean like <laughs> so it's like you have to have natural like stimulation in real life it can't just be a machine so i hope that doja keeps being weird and doing whatever she want to do because like all the iterations of doja i've absolutely loved like I, I, i'm on board with that how do you feel? well put no perfectly put i got nothing to contribute that hasn't already <laughs> been said more articulate than i could say hey, Lacey, thank you so much for coming here thank today uh where can the one song listeners follow you and find more of your work yes y'all y'all can follow me at d-i-v-a-l-a-c-i-d Lacey on all platforms and if you want to listen to scams and my sa- my scam comedy uh scam goddess pod on everywhere you get your podcast honey i love that and by the way oh my book you... scam goddess you can pre-order right now <laughs> oh right on when does that come out <laughs> that comes out september of this year congratulations yes. that's a big deal i understand thank yeah, you. you Lacey. thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk some music yes, with us i loved it Okay, we're going to get to one more song uh, in just a second. But first, I wanted to point out that Doja's Paint the Town Red was not the first hip-hop song to throw 808 underneath uh, Dionne Warwick's vocals. My man. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I don't think this is Dionne Warwick's vocals, but it's her It's her line as interpolated, or should I say, interpolation. Oh, beautiful. Here we go. This is Slick Rick and Mona Lisa, 1988. If you see me walking down the street And I start to cry Hey, question. <laughs> yeah, answer. Who plays the trumpet? Who plays the trumpet? The oh, trumpet the is original? so big. Yeah, the trumpet is such a big part of the song. Who played that trumpet? Well, there's two trumpets credited on Walk On By, and the names of the trumpet players are Erwin Markowitz, who goes by Marky Markowitz, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the original Marky Markowitz. Not sure how many nipples he has, by the way. go by... Erwi Er. <laughs> he could have done that. He could have, but he chose, he chose Marky Mark. He was smart. the original Marky Mark and Ernie Royale. Uh, or Erwin and Ernie played the horns? <laughs> Bert and Ernie on the horns. Ernie, I don't know why I call Damn. him Royale. It's probably just Ernie Royal. <laughs> but that Mark, is crazy. Marky Mark and Ernie Royal on trumpets there. Such a great classic soulful song yeah. from Erwin and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the One More Song segment of One Song. This is the part of the show where we share a new song with you, the One Song Nation, and with each other. Luxury, what's your One More Song? So Dionne Warwick, in 1964, she wrote this song called Walk On By. It's been sampled by Doja Cat and Paint the Town, but it was also covered in a very famous cover by Isaac Hayes a few years later, 1969. It's actually a 12-minute long extended cover. It's it's extraordinarily transformed. It's really just the lyrics that mm-hmm. are the same, like, the, you know, it's not your typical cover where it keeps melodies and chords and everything. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of that for you. The Isaac Hayes version of the Dionne Warwick original, as you can hear, completely transformed. Such a great version. Such a great Love version. That song. Uh, very popular, like sample source as well. There's at least. There's actually 122, at least 122 songs that. that have sampled this, among which are the following that you may have heard, including this one by the Notorious B.I.G., 1994. Who the fuck is this? 
We also got Tupac with Dramacidal. This is me against the world. It's just me against the world. And then this is actually the first place I ever heard it because I was a big, like, I guess, trip-hop fan. There mm-hmm. was this kind of one-hit wonder-ish band called Hoover Phonic, and they used it in this track, Twicky, from 1996. So a lot of people love that sample, and it's interesting to hear how, like, the minimal transformations that were done to it, actually. Just that beat is so sick and that, like, one chord that just hangs in time. People just love to use that and reuse that. Absolutely. What about you, Diallo? What's your one more song this week? Thanks, man. Uh, For my one more song this week, I'm choosing Robert Glasper's Black Radio. It features Yazin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, and it's just a really cool jazz, hip-hop fusion of wonderfulness. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, it just doesn't get any cooler than that. I, I, I feel great. like you yeah. listen to a song like that and you feel like you're hearing an MC, you're hearing, you know, amazing instrumentation. Um, the jazz influences there, so and also the bass was really grabbing me. I was really noticing how filtered it is, so it's like just the sub lowest of the low of the bass. I was really feeling that in in my body, you know, no high end at all, just completely EQ'd. I love top. that, yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think just a, I just think that Robert Glasper, you know, he gets it. Like he he's he's really making exciting music in the jazz space. Yeah. These living days, living legend, genius alive among us. Yeah. <laughs> As always, if you have an idea for one more song, you can find us on Twitter, or X if you really want to call it that. Uh, Really, find us on Instagram and TikTok. On Instagram, I'm at Diallo, D-I-A-L-L-O. On TikTok, I'm at Diallo Riddle. Luxury. I am Luxury on L-U-X-X-Y, I should say. Those are two X's. That's right, L-U-X-X-Y on Instagram. I'm also on Spotify. I always forget to point this out. On Spotify, we have a playlist of all the episodes That's of true. one song with every song we mention, including their samples and interpolations and all that there. So and go just search. the wonderful songs that reminded us of the That's song. That's right. That's yeah. right. We put everything on these episodes. So go to Spotify, search on Luxury, L-U-X-X-U-R-Y. You'll see it right there. It's one of my playlists. Or search on One Song Interpolation. Anyway, that's how you can find me on the internet. Luxury, help me in this thing. Well, I've been producer, DJ, musicologist, and songwriter, Luxury. <laughs> and I'm actor, writer, director, and sometimes DJ, Diallo Riddle. This is One Song, and we will see you next time. This episode was produced by Matthew Nelson with engineering support from Marcus Hum. Additional production support from Casey Simonson. The show is executive produced by Kevin Hart, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, Eric Weil, and Leslie Guam. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. 
But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.